vocab me, vocab you, vocab your life, learn language with flashcards. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good life for you, all of you listeners and listeners. So for this special episode, I'm bringing here with me my friend from Mexico, Alexis Angulo. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy a lot. This episode is very special for me. We're kind of not following the, the topics we used to follow on our podcast. We are trying to make some interview with him. It's very interesting. Alexis lives here in Poland. I don't know for how many years and stuff. So let's start like with this with this podcast. It's very interesting. I hope you guys like it a lot. So how are you doing, Alexis? I'm how doing very good. Thank you very much uh, for the invitation. Uh, well, just to answer to your question, if that was a question, I've been living here for around eight years, uh, not in a row, but um, yeah. If I sum it up, I. I have been living here for almost eight years. Eight years. Okay. Yeah, so that's quite a while. That's uh, actually so much, so much actually. Mm -hmm. So introduce yourself, Alexis. The mic is open for you. Who is Alexis? So yeah. what makes you come to Poland? Everything well, about yourself, man. Uh, as you have heard before, my name is Alexis. Full name is Alexis Angulo Martinez. I come from Mexico, from Mexico City. Uh, um, what else? Well, I'm a journalist and a Polish uh, philologist. That, that, that means that I studied uh, language and literature um, in Polish with Polish people uh, for like five years. Uh, well, the first three years was, was Polish philology and the master's was in something called uh, transdisciplinary studies where you can pick uh, different subjects from different fields which was really good for me also, I really like this, uh, this kind of studies. Um, what else? Well now I am trying to uh, put together my two studies because before that I studied journalism in Mexico. Uh, I like, I really enjoy both, uh, both fields. Uh, after studying journalism I realized that language is so important. Definitely. So that is why I decided to, to study this. It's not, a, it's not like just learning a foreign language because I already spoke some Polish. Uh, but um, the, for me, it was important to understand the way language creates our world. Definitely. <laughs> the way definitely, we, definitely. It's true. The way we perceive ourselves. And exactly, the by our languages. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> creativity, because this is why this is what is going to um, impact every single aspect of our lives uh, the possibilities of what we can become the possibilities of what we can do in the world so that's why i decided to study polish philology so it was not only like yeah i wanted to study literature and that but the most important part for me was to to do this uh, why i picked polish philology because um, I thought that I could, I mean, I, I knew it was going to, it wasn't going to be that difficult to get a scholarship uh, because not so many people do it. So I got it. I got a scholarship for the five years from the Polish government. It was a mutual agreement with Mexico, with the Mexican government. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so, so you're, you've done your studies in Mexico, the Polish study in Mexico, no? No, no, no. I studied this in Poland. In Poland, all right. So I came here. 
to study that. So why Poland? Why why Poland? Why do you, do you you're like the, right there in the city of Mexico, the capital of Mexico, and then I'm going to Poland. That's well, it. how was it? Well, I, I, I already told some of it, but uh, before that, I came on exchange uh, in a very random situation. I mean, I wanted to go on exchange somewhere, and uh, there was this opportunity to come to Poland, and I just picked it. Uh, I said, like, yeah, I want to go. Let's see. I, don't, I, had, I didn't know that much about the country. And then, back in 2005, I started to learn Polish. I lived with... Polish families um, for 10 months um, and then uh, well I, I learned a lot and I decided to continue just because I have started something uh, and it was I mean I was kind of frustrated at the beginning that I was not that able to dominate the language I think that it's part of me like I wanted to really learn to speak as sure. a fluent uh, uh, native cool. speaker. That's very cool. So uh, that's why I try. And uh, also some other social aspects. Like I think that but then, back then I did not understand that much the culture and I wanted to... I mean, I, I, sure, I, yeah. I guess in 2005, back to 2005, the time that you first came here, the country wasn't close enough, you know. <laughs> so if you compare to nowadays, how we can see foreigners here. So back, maybe back to the years that you were here, there was not two foreigners like you. Yeah. Well, the, the world is changing fast. Sure, so I wouldn't say that we are just going to very positive directions. We can sometimes <laughs> think we see sometimes Poland closing, sometimes we see open it. Sure. And I think back then it was probably more open than it was before. <laughs> Because it was one year after the entrance to the, to, uh, uh, after Poland uh, entered the European yeah. Union, uh, that's why I was here. Also, was part of that project. Okay. Uh, so I think that I, I'm part of this project of making Poland multicultural. So uh, it, so, cool. it sounds very yeah. strong now, right? No, cool. Multicultural <laughs> multiculturality has become something political that affects certain certain. As, I don't know, sure, for sure. somebody it's not that good, so. Yeah. so that's what I'm doing and I don't, I don't care if this is going to be political or not, but I care about multiculturality, about sure, understanding each other. Itself, you know? like if you feel happy, if you feel happy <laughs> here, if you feel everything is doing good here, yeah, well, why I'm, not, why not? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, work that we, it's work that we have to do, like um, yeah. interact with people and try to understand each sure. other. Learn from each other. Sure, exactly. Yeah, um, not to prejudice each other's cultures. Uh, that became sort of um, um, a hobby for me. Like, really, is this is my hobby? Like, sure. uh, work in interaction, uh, avoid prejudice, and learn and. Uh, help other people to learn that's very cool from from nothing from gain something from experience in, yeah exactly that's actually true so well that's before is before poland back to you know the times that you were a kid in mexico in mexico city because you're from the capital i thought it was like from countryside in mexico or something so what did the alexis when he was a kid he enjoyed to do there in mexico that people would feel like it's very different from Europe or something because you know I'm from Brazil and I had a lot of things that are 
used to do when I was a kid that I can't see here in Europe. Do you, feel, do you think that when you were a kid you had something that you would say it's worth it to share with us? Well, I think if we stay in this, uh, um, this social field, I would say that I was a lot more social than, sure, <laughs> than here. So I used to talk to everybody. Um, I knew almost everybody in my high school. I think something very, something that really describes me, I can't really um, uh, define me, is this eclecticism when it comes to uh, the um, to people, the people that sure. I talk to. Uh, I remember that in my high school people used to also find or try to find their small groups safe areas with people that have exactly the same um, point of view like yeah same, sort of and know, I was this kind of, kind of guy who would go from one place to another yeah. and would I would actually enjoy doing this and I remember that my my, my breaks in high school even in high school um, before that, um, I would enjoy like talking to different kind of people and not staying just in one place. Sure, that's very cool. And uh, that's why I think that by from that time I was that was my training. Like I saw how people prejudice each other just in a small high school. Uh, I saw how I prejudiced too, and I was part of this uh, this. Um, Sick uh, aspect. So Actually, that's the point. The point I wanted to reach because I guess we from Latin America, we kind of have it. You, you, you have this feeling of uh, wanting to know the what people are thinking. You know, like this group. Why? What are they sticking together? Let me understand why they're sticking together. Well, maybe the uh, okay. I understood. So let's go to the other one. Like I will give you an example. Like for example. Uh, in Brazil, there are a lot of groups that like soccer because you're like the country of soccer, and there are a lot of groups that like samba, for example. Yeah. Is the so basically I was also like you, like this, you know, very talkative dude that like to understand every group, and I guess it's, it's something from Latin America because in Poland I can I can see I can see it, and also in Portugal I was living in Portugal I, I couldn't see. You it. didn't see it. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think that it's kind of this. Um, Latin America. Um, yeah, but I can also show the other way. Like for Europe, uh, like living in a. I think they could be a little bit more conservative in those terms. Like they don't like risks that much, and um, probably they prefer to do what it's already has been proved. Right, like. Taking risk is not that good. So. Sure, um, I have I can notice this from Poland. Like mm, people, when somebody has a good idea, for for instance, they will open a sh a shop here. Then other similar shops are going to start emerging. <laughs> exactly. If I talk about my ideas, about some ideas, then I see also that some people will try to copy them. So I think it's the best thing would be not to talk about your ideas. <laughs> but um, also, it's because. You know, people are probably as scared sometimes of um, of being um, innovative, to having their yeah. I think innovation is kind of um, uh, they fear, the they fear it. They fear innovation sure. because they fear 
difference. difference. As we're, we're just speaking about this, but difference. I think it's part of the mentality of Europe. Uh, it's yeah. it's it too general what we're saying, but I think listeners are going to understand exactly sure, what we're no, talking you're about. You're not being general, like, it's just the point is... It's actually different, it's actually like, uh, if it's working this way, why, why would it exactly. to change? But it's not about change, it's about improving, you know, yeah. that's the point we want to reach. Yeah. And we have this, a lot of things like this in, I mean, in Brazil, like, we don't have this uh, kind of big budget from the government to like university pro uh, projects or some kind yeah, of that's like, but with few money, with a few money, we can build a lot. So that's why there are like a lot, a lot of Brazilians, Indians, Mexicans uh, going abroad. Yeah. Well, but that in general, I would say that it doesn't mean that Latin America is poor. Uh, it's not. Uh, Countries are not poor, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of um, you know uh, lack of equality exactly. in Latin America, okay. and the no. way Europe perceives Latin right. America is as you know. Uh, they perceive it as a poor, they will see it like in general because for Europeans they see everything with nations and uh, it's difficult because I mean these nations were all invented in 19th century after colonization so after that Europeans keep thinking that we are a full image, that we are a whole when it was not like that, I mean, some people have opportunities, some people don't have, and we are the results of colonialism. So it's very important to see these aspects uh, when we speak about nations, that we are not nations as, as a European idea, because here in Europe, um, you see a little, bit, a little bit more of equality than uh, in Latin America or in some other countries in the world that also were part of colonialism. So uh, staying in this aspect, um, for for Europeans also money is sort of like uh, something something that legitimizes sure. the fact that they don't risk. So when they see a Latin America, they will say like, "Look at them; they are not doing well. So I'm not going to risk and do them, or I'm not going to listen to their ideas. If they say that we should change this, like, look at your country first." So, uh, I, it's an aspect very important uh, that we need to understand from each other that we are all part from the same system, but uh, we cannot be seen as a nation, as a whole, because this is a very artificial creation. Topic and um, and uh, nowadays, it's not, I mean, a person that has uh, non-European roots uh, has let op less opportunities than somebody who speaks or has already adopted all these uh, European behavior, European traditions, like, I mean, if somebody that doesn't speak a European language in Latin America is a person that is considered, um, I don't know, like a wild Indian, like this word, right? And somebody yeah, that's they, they, they say dumb, like yeah, no, they, they, yeah, do, they, they do yeah. say dumb. So it's something that we're not that aware. We're not that aware of how oh, we are the results of sure. misunderstandings, results of uh, language again, for language that has been created from Euro from a Eurocentric 
uh, perception, and that's why I mean that's why I study this. I really enjoy doing this because we sometimes are not aware that the language that we use is not ours, and the way we are descri describing ourselves is not our language, but it is someone else's. <laughs> exactly, definitely. So Alexis, yeah, thanks so much. For it. it was like it was very cool, like this topic. So changing a bit of the topic <laughs> and stuff. Uh, yeah. Talking about Mexico itself, uh, a lot of our listeners they do like know about Mexican food, Mexican cuisine. <laughs> so for you yourself, like your own opinion, what's the best Mexican food for you? Well, uh, for me, I'm. Now I know that there is this thing like yeah uh, no this is not Mexico Mexican this is tax max and this is not yeah. like you have this fighting inside the country so for you the Mexican not not talking about tax max like yeah but the see Mexican food we're not. here again like uh, in the same the same topic yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we're speaking if, I don't know so um, I I like like very greasy. Uh, Greasy food uh, with tortilla and um, yeah. you know there's a lot. I don't, I don't know if I should say this words like yeah, sure, sopes, sure. Uh, pozole. pozole. Uh, I, I I enjoy a lot this gorditas, for instance, which is like Where is it? um, it's something something very similar to these arepas. You know these arepas, arepas right? Yeah, from Venezuela. Uh, but they are already yeah they are fried. Uh, and they have. They're um, made with arena pan too. Some no, no, they are made out of. Um, but it's similar. Okay. Uh, uh, we call it differently. Uh, but it's also from corn, right? I think. Mm -hmm. yes, I think so. Yes, no, well, yeah, it's from corn, but the taste is a lot different. The consistency is also very different. Uh, yeah, so I really like that food, but I don't think it's the healthiest. <laughs> so I don't, I don't eat it, and I don't need it. Uh, but I know that if I in Mexico, I will be eating almost every day, and that means that I will be I will gain four kilos in <laughs> two weeks. And it's and it's not exaggeration. It's it's normal. I really gain four kilos if I eat in Mexico sure, like definitely. other people do. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's, it's very very <laughs> true thing because it's been one year and a half I don't go to Brazil and always when I go to Brazil coming from Europe it's something crazy. I get weight all the time. You gain weight? Yeah. In so Brazil? In Brazil definitely. Yeah, but here it's like I'm always been here. Like I'm not eating properly here in Poland. It's very hard to eat properly here. And you know, I, I mean, I like to cook. I, I really like to cook, so I cook my food here. But when I go, you know, like you cook uh, for the Brazilian food. Yes, sometimes when I find the ingredients, it's very hard for me to find. I guess Mexico is easier to find here in Poland than Brazilian food itself. You know, like. But there are restaurants too, right? Uh, I guess there is like these dudes uh, that are going to. Those markets, you know, I food, know. food, yeah, I've truck, seen that food court truck, and, and but there is no itself restaurant, Brazilian restaurant, physical, physical restaurant here. No, I don't think so. No, there is one. I th at least I know there there's one in uh, Marshałkowska. This uh, is Brazil. Uh -huh. is uh, it this is not Brazilian. <laughs> no. But it has a Brazilian name. Right? Yes, but it's not Brazilian. Not even close. To but it's an attractive food. name. Uh -huh. It is. It is. It's like uh, the. Uh, the brewery from Brazil, but oh, only, but and do they at least have Brazilian they beer? They do have Brazilian food, 
where it's not like you know uh, you can find in Brazil. It's something that they try to do something, but like there's no even Brazilians working there. So uh -huh. uh, have you been to Not in the Market? Not in the Market, yes. Have you tried that? Uh, yes, this one. They're it's Brazilians. Okay. They're they're very cool. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, I think it's good. Yeah, it's a lot, very of, cool. yeah. a lot of meat and stuff. Yeah, I do miss Latin American food. I really, I'm really fan of Mexican food. Mexican food because I like spicy. You know? Yeah, they are quite. They're very good. Do you like it spicy? Like. Uh, yeah, I like it, but not too much. I was in Mexico eating also spicy food. It's a way to prove your masculinity. Or so. <laughs> you think so? Uh, no, it is. It is. I mean, uh, cultures have. To, I mean, for here in Poland, probably that would be drinking, drinking alcohol. Yeah, so if you, yeah, uh, uh, but it's not only your masculinity because I think for women it would also be like a proof of Polishness. Yeah, like show me that you're a Pole, otherwise you're not. And then, so in Mexico it would be like, oh, Chile, and people are proud to show to other foreigners or to other people how much chili they put they to their food. Yeah. <laughs> it's some sort, really something to be proud of, not only. Uh, to show off uh, to other yeah, foreigners, sure. but also among Mexicans, I think people will do that too. It's some sort of like, uh, something to be proud of. Like the, <laughs> the most, you know, it's not weird, I don't call it weird, but most like mainly chili Mexican pride that I ever saw in my life was it this dude, like when I was doing my internship in Portugal. He has these Cheetos, do you know Cheetos? Like this snack, huh? this snack, he was like putting it in a bowl in a pot. All the Cheetos and putting all this Tabasco? sauce, yeah, the all Tabasco to the Cheetos and eating this as like a snack and watching movies with it instead of popcorns. But <laughs> that's like, very Mexican. There was <laughs> Mexican. There was very weird for me. There was very. My sister could do that. But I don't judge. I don't judge. I tried. <laughs> and then it was very spicy, of course. But not really. Like <laughs> they they sell it. They sell it everywhere in Mexico. <laughs> No, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's just very good. So one question that I do a lot in my, my program, I don't know, this is very cool, we were talking about this culture thing. So do you have uh, some stereotypes inside Mexico? Like, I mean, North and South stuff that you, that you want to share? Yeah, they are, they are. Well, first, like the first stereotype is like in the North of the country, there are, there are more the Me Mexicans are taller and they are more white. Whoa, yeah. Uh, and in the south, they are mostly short and uh, and uh, very often fat. I think that's right. a stereotype that we have, um, which is kind of like um, it has its uh, mm, roots because. Mm -hmm. uh, in the north, you know, there's a Definitely. lot of contact with, with uh, USA. the US, with USA, and also sure. we had also the history of some immigrants. There are some cities with uh, more, with for instance, I think Guadalajara that we have some uh, Italians. There are also Canadians like uh, coming to Mexico to leave after they when they are old. Acapulco. Acapulco, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but that, that's not that's that's kind of center, I would say. Um, well, I don't know exactly. I, I don't know if that's center, but it's know, not, that is not north, definitely not. Do you know why I know Acapulco? Because Chavo del Ocho. Do you know Chavo oh, del yeah. Ocho? It's they very went to the famous in Brazil. It's very famous in Brazil. It's like maybe still now. It's still, oh, wow. still famous. Like, but it's old already. Do you know, like when 
where the name of this dude was fuck it was Chespirito something ah, like yeah. it when Chespirito has died like it was one of the saddest days in Brazil everybody was sad crying because Chavez like talking about myself was part of my childhood so wow. <laughs> if I know all the things I know about Mexico is because of Chavez we call it Chavez yeah. in Brazil Chavez but also that is because it might be interesting that this is a different culture. I mean, it's similar, yeah. but it's not it's not Brazil, so it's interesting to see. But one, one thing that I tell you that helped a lot to be this very famous, like the popular, the helped Chavez to be mm -hmm. popular in Brazil, it was the the dubbing. It was very good dubbing in Portuguese from Brazil. Ah, dubbing. Yeah. yeah, it was very cool. So that's why maybe the dubbing has helped like. The, yeah, for sure. For children, right? Also. Uh, yes. Yeah, so also, watches. everybody <laughs> watches it. Like, wow. Even my my grandma she was watching Chavez when I was a kid. Like, so everybody knows crazy. everything. Yeah, I also used to watch it uh, when I was a kid. <laughs> sure. No. So you'd say this is also famous in Mexico. It's not yeah, only still, like a Brazilian um, thing. I don't think people watch it anymore. I no, think I it think used so. to I be. They created now cartoons and different Cart things. Yeah, a child's version, cartoon version of child. But I don't child. think I really don't think people still watch it. Uh, sure. But used to, because you know what, people get get tired of it. I sure. think. And also, there are like the Mexican soap operas. They are more hyped than let's say the comedian series. You know, so the the problem that Mexico sells to abroad is. Mainly the soap operas, not the ah, kind of Ah, yeah, that's things. right, that's right. You know. Yeah, so if somebody watches this, it's really uh, for sure they they, they still um, put it per cases. Yeah. But uh, I think it's mostly um, at hours, you know, when not prime time for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so in our program, we do to some word games where we, like this person come here and say like some slangs from their country and stuff. Do you want to share some Mexican slang with us? Mm -hmm. I know one padre, you say a lot of oh, padre, right. oh this is cool, like this is padre, esto es muy padre. Esta padre. Esta padre, esta muy padre. Que padre. Que padre, también. Do you know what other words? Uh, well, there's another say? one for the same thing, chido. Esta chido. Esta chido. Yeah, or... Um, well, it's very easy to speak about this when it comes to like also bad words, but I don't want to share. Nah, that. I don't know. Feel free, man. Feel free. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, mm, well, there's this way to say like uh, que pedo, que which que pedo is pedo is fart, which is really weird, but people use it oh, a yeah, lot. Oh, in Brazil we say pedo. Que with pedo. Like. <laughs> pedo. Yeah. pedo. And you use pedo. it also as a slang. Uh, not as a slang, it's a word. Okay, no, but so we use it as a slang. So if someone has farted, you say, você peidou. Well, we use it as a slang to say hi, how are you? Oh. Or you can say hi, or you can use it to say that somebody is uh, drunk. Uh, what is happening? You can also he's use it. He's farting with his mouth, <laughs> actually, when he's drunk. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty normal now. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, one more thing. Like, is there some thing that you can find here in Europe, uh, like one Mexican thing, or it can be food or whatever that you really miss here in Europe that you really can't find? Is there anything that I can't find in yes, Europe that Mexican I miss from thing. Mexico? Yeah, that you do miss. Uh, I don't know. No. Uh, when it comes to products, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, 
Yeah, hmm. I don't know, probably real tortillas. Okay. That would be nice. There are no real tortillas here. There's something similar, similar. very close, but no. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's a, it's, it's not that it's very hard for you to say that definitely. Yeah. So yeah, and about like you know parties, like cultural parties, like traditional parties from Mexico that you do miss. Yeah. They're like songs, let's say maybe. Well, I guess that I miss uh, somehow. Um, uh, probably the people, I would say, people yeah, rather than so anything right. else. Mm. You, I mean, there's also differences in, in the parties, the way you party here. People don't dance too much in, in a, you know, in a small party. Sure, sure. <laughs> they go to the club and then they dance. They mm -hmm. could, but uh, and probably in Mexico, would. This is a little bit easier. But that's it. I think it's a different, different culture, and I don't. I think that if somebody misses too much another culture is because you're not that much adapted sure definitely so i think i don't miss it because i am so i am so adapted sure yeah it's <laughs> in, in years it's a long time yeah so, so for me if you, if you made me this question i would say definitely people like brazilian people the brazilian eat like how people party how people are so warm in the street oh like, yeah and this is what i miss the most the most like during the day here yeah the most so what about the dia de los muertos <laughs> I guess it's very like it's there the type of question you know to make it to yeah. Mexican. But what do you say? What do you think about the Dia de los Muertos? Well, it's a tradition that has been uh, uh, oh, we used to make these small how you call them altar? It, uh, this uh, I, I don't know English. Yeah, yeah, I know what it means. I don't I, know what I don't know the English <laughs> word for that. I think it's I will say it in Spanish, altar, uh, which uh, is the place uh, where we put all this you get married, you and stuff. You go up to the yeah, that's also yeah. that, yeah. So we I think I am used to prepare one of it. I did it every year. Nice. Uh, in Poland never. Uh, but I mean I would like just to show it probably because, uh, because I'm a Spanish teacher so I would like to, to do it to my kids from my school. Yeah, uh, just to, 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 to let them know. To show yeah, to show yeah. But I wouldn't do this for Someone else. <laughs> I would just do it for the school because they know me because they are like my mm -hmm. kids that I work with them together. Sure. So I would like to take care of them and teach them. But I had to talk to talk about this topic with uh, Polish culture in general. <laughs> it's something that I mean, it's, it's a stereotype. They are like always when we speak about Mexico. So the first thing we're gonna speak about. So sometimes I get offers like. Why don't you come? And uh, and my answer is like, yeah, sorry, like, oh. I'm not gonna do is speak about this topic. Sure. Uh, I can speak about other topic, but this is very very uh, stereotypical. So I'm gonna do it. So we can, I'm, I mean, it cannot be like we keep showing a culture culture just through this tradition, which is the way you are, the way others see us. <laughs> so. I, but I like I enjoy the movie from Disney, Coco. for instance, Coco. 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 I liked very it. Very cool. I cried. Really? I yeah. Cried yeah. It's when very I first sad. Saw it, it's, like, <laughs> it's very sad. I'm sorry. But I really like the songs from there. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, it's very good text. It's very and the also, soundtrack is amazing. 
Yeah, and also I like that they use uh, famous Mexican voices also. Among them, there is this uh, Polish uh, journalist or Mexican with Polish roots, Elena Poniatowska, which has roots, um, royal roots. Um, uh, she lived in France and she doesn't speak Polish though, but uh, it's a very important journalist, uh, Elena Poniatowska. She's now very old, but she was the voice of the, of the grandmother. Whoa. Um, Whoa. And also the dog, the dog which is solo Squinkle, which Spring is a very <laughs> Mexican uh, dog. dog yeah. um, I, I enjoy this a lot. Uh, we also need to remember that this tradition has been renewed, I would say, yeah. renovated because of the movie, it. yeah, from um, 007. Zero, zero, uh, yeah. uh, James Bond. James yeah, James Bond. Yeah. You could see too. It was, so it, it was something different. Like they, they made up um, a parade in Mexico that everybody is sure walking through the streets. And then the government is like, oh, we need to be Americanized the parade. <laughs> kind yeah. of, let's call yeah. it like this. So now people are sort of proud, sort of proud, sort of proud, showing their tradition that was given by the United States. Sure, <laughs> so this is for me kind of par a paradox. Yeah, we um, had the same with um, this movie Fast and Furious, you know, this real version. Do you know this real version of it? Oh, what happened? They, they recorded actually only three or four scenes in Brazil, actually. Uh, the rest, like this bridge and stuff, the, there was not in Brazil. Uh, the places were not in Brazil. Like the favela shoot, okay, it was very stereotype things like the Brazilian favelas to, to Americans. Yeah. And okay, the beach was in Brazil and stuff, but that's all. The rest of the places were only in America. Okay. So it was something made it up. So yeah, they do it a lot in, in Hollywood. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Hollywood thing. It's kind of like this image. The way the way Hollywood wants to see the world yeah, is sure. the way the world is seeing us at the end. Even so if they travel, making, that's why we're making this podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> but but even if they travel to that country, they see what they have seen already in Hollywood. It's not like they see something new. People are see, traveling doesn't give you anything if you <laughs> uh, you you really need to to. To have a deeper, uh, a deeper uh, perception of it, sure. and not just from the movie. I don't know. So yeah, this this topic has helped me a lot for the next question because I wanted to ask you uh, if you recommend some alternative tours in Mexico, like count, uh, things in your country, places in your country that you feel it's worth it to see, it's worth it to visit, but people actually don't know so much about. <laughs> Well, I don't. Mm, there are many places, and because people know a lot about, you know, Ciudad de México, they yeah. also know Cancun. They many of people know Acapulco too. Yeah. So, well, there are really. I think the best thing would be just to go to the nature, to go to probably um, to beaches that are not. Uh, without hotels because sure. most tourists only know Cancun and Acapulco, let's say. But mostly Cancun, right? Most or all this area. So I think just to go get off, 
don't don't stay in this. Yeah, because uh, like uh, really, Riviera Maya. I really look at like good eyes to visit and stuff, and I don't want to go to these areas that are pretty high. That you know, like in Cancun, there must be a bunch of Americans going for spring break and stuff. Yeah, I don't want to see. Yeah. If I wanted to see this, I would go to America, you know, like... Exactly. So I think, I think when I see that some of my friends or people that I know have pictures uh, in Mexico, like, I don't even, I mean, sometimes I could be, like, excited, like, like sure, hey, yeah. feel welcome or whatever. And I see them, I'm like, oh, they're in the tourist area. I'm like, sure. they're in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Like, what should I say? Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like people traveling, but just to resorts so just get off the resorts and go whatever and uh, yeah that's it I, I, I wouldn't tell any uh, very specific place to go on <laughs> so sure uh, more culture stuff I would say the music I do like a lot of music and our listeners do like a lot of music so what's your favorite Mexican singer your favorite Mexican style of music uh-huh. well um, I think my they're different kind of uh, music Luis style. Miguel, I really like this <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really a fan of Luis Miguel, but he he, he became famous because he of is, Netflix. Actually, I think no, I know him from my childhood. He was very famous in Brazil. You know, there's a a series. Yeah, I know. I do know. You watch it? Yeah, I watch it. I watch it. Is but it Netflix? It's on Netflix. I think so, but I don't think you can. Wa- you cannot watch it here. Yes, I don't think so. I, I watch it in Brazil. Yeah, I watch it in Brazil. Ah, I it's very cool. It. It's very cool. But I've heard that Luis Miguel is actually not from Mexico. Yeah, he was raised in Mexico. I guess uh, he really? was born I'm, in Puerto Rico. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I I forgot that. Yeah. He <laughs> was raised. <laughs> in I, I guess when, when a person is raised in the country, we can call a person like from this country. That is yeah. Very yeah. Cool. For me, for me, it's really like. This is so funny like, uh, let, Let's say that my family has traveled to Japan and then I was born in Japan. Yeah. But then I was raised in Brazil. Like, I don't feel Japanese. I feel Brazilian. You know, this is, this is kind of something new for me. Like, try to see people, they come from different routes. Because in Mexico, I, I never thought of Mexico as a multicultural place. Never thought about it. But then, after some time, I realized, like, in my high school, like, there was a girl with Armenian roots. Sure. There was a girl with Greek roots. Uh, which could speak also Greek, mm-hmm. uh, which has a very a Greek name. Okay. Or there's another guy who's uh, many others were Spanish, um, which is pretty sure. understandable. Sure um, I remember there was people on exchange from Korea, and for me, like I never, I never look at them as foreigners. Never really. And then when I come to Europe, I started to see these things i mean that i was not taught to see as somebody as a foreigner because of the the skin color or because of the name something totally new to see at least because i think yeah it's again to like i think it's a very bad habit of europe to to teach uh, identity as something yeah, from your name, from your skin color, from sure, your blood. And for us, you know, we are from a country that was made up uh, out of, uh, not from European. I, 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 <laughs> so for us, like, we, we do, I don't think we see this. And then I was taught to see this from, from Europe. Um, so I think, I think this is something that is kind of like uh, in a battle. Like, yeah. 
against each, each yeah. other. Yeah. So sure. so for me, when when I see this, I, I feel that I really need to do something to to avoid to 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 avoid to tell people not to think to perceive the world like that because that is a very artificial way of saying yeah, yeah, sure, sure, definitely. <laughs> it's it, it like you judge a person by a, by their national, not by the feelings, not by the heart, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. But, okay, <laughs> not trying to find the, the, the topics of what is your favorite singer in Mexico. Ah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, well, I like a lot Natalia Lafourcade, for instance. I know. Yeah, you don't know her. No. She, uh, she's, I, I, I really like her. I'm sorry for it. I was looking for it. Yeah, <laughs> you should, you should listen to her. Which kind of, which style? Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's like probably some. It's popular music, but. Uh, I don't know. It has. I actually Natalia Furcade played one of the songs in Coco. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because because you know she's very she's very important and also she's she's young and uh, ah so it's a new like it's a kind so of hybrid it's like the Mexican Anita. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she's a little bit political. She's a little bit political sometimes. Oh, so she really? she made okay. a very political song, okay. uh, putting together words. So she's definitely not an Anita. <laughs> well, she's not talking about no, no, no. Well, like <laughs> so. So what I like the most also from Polish songs, from Polish music, is when they speak about uh, social issues, about politics, <laughs> but, the, but that they also can be uh, popular, can also make it like sound good. Uh, I mean, make art and then make people like it. <laughs> mm. So it's uh, something that I, that I like it. Sure, definitely. So Alexis, we are coming to an end, and I want to do the same question of you uh, very done in, in this talk. I've asked it, how do you feel when you got here? But how do you feel now, as a foreigner here, now in Poland? How do you feel yourself here, if, like, I mean, by saying this? Like, how people treat you as a foreigner, if they can see you, like, how do you speak Polish? Because you speak Polish perfectly, you're amazing, dude, like... How do you know that? I, I listen to your podcast, come on, man. I'm speaking you, Polish, oh, yeah, that's you have, you have one of you, you're right. speaking Polish. It's of course, Polish. I speak very well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a, I have a good comment. About comment, but mm, I still make mistakes sometimes. And yeah, well, it's an interesting question what you've done. Uh, when I and I will again get out of the question. To oh, answer no worries, this. no worries, no worries. Feel free. When I always open for you. I studied in Germany and I lived in Germany too for one year, mm -hmm. and I already spoke German by that time. All right. So I noticed that people in Germany, well, not very fast, but. It, I mean, and now I can tell it with experience. I mean, I can speak about my general experience, but back then I, I was just having my first experiences. So I think Germans were treating me as an immigrant who, hasn't, who doesn't speak German as fluent as the other Germans, yeah. but speaks it very well. That, that uh, for them, I think it was pretty obvious that I lived, I lived long in, in Germany. But I haven't. I didn't. I studied German in other countries, sure. um, and I noticed this because there was a difference in the way I was treated. With, uh, for instance, if I compare it with the way other Mexican friends were treated, uh, because they were perceived mostly. I mean, it was 
I mean, by friends and people, I think we were treated almost the same. Uh, because German culture is also very specific. It's very, I mean, that's why I can speak about Europe in general now, because I have already experienced different cultures. So I see similarities. And I think that they, they are also close in these terms. Um, they are... Um, so... They will be a little bit more uh, aseptic when accepting others. Uh, and when in the German culture, they understand this is a kind of a consensus. So if a foreigner that is on exchange is interacting, they will treat him well because they want that person to have a good experience, to have a good perception. Same thing is going to happen here in Poland. People are going to treat you very well if they know that you are a foreigner that's coming just for a while. Uh, they're going to treat you very well. At, at least it used to be like that. Uh, because it's changing, but um, they, they normally treat you very well. So after some time, when you become one of them, <laughs> then okay. you become one of them. Yes. But it depends on you because it's not sort of like it's not definitely not one of them because you always have different ways of it's thinking. A thing, it's a thing that's happening slowly for you to be part of them, you know, like so yeah. when you're getting more, you know, like you're probably fluent in Polish. So when you reach this point of fluency, they do was like, okay, now he now they treat you rude. You I would treat you that way because you know you do speak my language, but when you are struggling, maybe the treatment was different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now they treat you the same uh, because you speak Polish and because I speak Polish. The same thing with was for me in German, but the problem was in Germany is that I spoke German very well, but I didn't have like a lot of knowledge about the culture. Yeah. I have a friend here, Mexican, who also studied Polish in Mexico. He did it on his own and he's here and he doesn't understand a lot of things. And for him, I think it's very difficult because he already speaks Polish very well. That's problematic because he speaks it very well. So he feels that he, I mean, he would like to adapt very fast, but he could, he can't and he doesn't understand. So he, he can, he perceives the culture very fast because he speaks the language very well. Sure. But for him, it's like a very huge shock to see different way that people treat him differently. Different. Uh, so the same thing was for me. And now for me is, you know, you adapt to this kind of uh, treatment of to be treated as another pole, for instance. Uh, but I think that now it's time to put both cultures together if I can speak about two cultures only sure. uh, because I think I have a multicultural way of seeing the world Backgrounds, multicultural yeah. background, multicultural experience so um, I, uh, I now demand from the others to adjust to me too it's not only me adapting to, to, the, to them but also they have to, especially Especially when I mean, because we, we live in a global society, um, doesn't matter how much certain people want very close world, <laughs> uh, they have to adapt. 
and I have done a lot of work, so I expect them to do a little bit of effort, a little. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But uh, I mean, so it doesn't matter where I where I am. I think that if I go back to Mexico, I will have the same problem. So I would also expect my friends in Mexico, same my result. family. I would say the same. I, I would it's expect them to understand that I have differences. Sure. I have adopted some difference from the Poles or from the Germans, and I would expect them also to to leave them to experience them and understand them um, so uh, it's not only for uh, for here but it's for everybody yeah it's for so the world you know like the world is not a north korea itself you know <laughs> it's not too close like this yeah hopefully <laughs> uh, yeah so so for the last the last thing i would say is like do you want to give some code some message to our listeners about you know about language about culture about the final testament from alexis in our program, come on, <laughs> the mic is open. Well, I think I think I have already uh, given spoke about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's, very it's, it's a very difficult question now to try <laughs> to give them. Uh, Summarize. It's not something that comes like out of the blue. Uh, no, but some message that you wanted to pass, like it doesn't mean it can be about uh, all the topics that you wanna talk. The mic is open. <laughs> political religious. <laughs> I, I think know, it was very political. I think I spoke, <laughs> I, I spoke really about everything that was political. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Um, no, so I think I don't think this is going to work. Like, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> really, no worries. No, 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 it's not going to work. No worries, uh, worries. It's, it's going to be forced. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's... Thank you, thank you, Alexis. So thanks for listening. No, come on, man. I I, I appreciate it so much. This interview was very cool. Like we, could, you managed to talk about a lot of topics, and and we went to to South America and then to Europe, and then we finished in the Asia. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool, man. So if you want to recommend your podcast, where can people find your your podcast, the okay. name, everything? Do your marketing, man. Okay, that's very important. Yeah. Well, I want uh, people to who speak Spanish or who are learning Spanish and are also interested in multiculturality and those who are not also uh, to listen to my podcasts, which is not only mine because I also have a lot of guests, uh, a lot of Spanish speakers, not only not only Mexicans, but also all of them are Spanish speakers, but they come from different parts of the world. Uh, and also from Poland, many of them. Uh, so I am creating, um, let's say, a narrative about Poland, uh, which has the aim, I mean, which wants to, to show the multiculturality of Poland sure. and wants to really to define it. Like, For Spanish speakers. Yeah, 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 because I think it's important not to be only sure. English. So no. for me, it's important to do this in Spanish. Uh, although I could do it also in Polish or English, but it's I like think the most speaking language in the world too is Spanish. Yeah, so I, one of the best way like to just put the, the the cultures together. So I speak about social issues, politics, uh, arts, uh, yeah, different topics there. Uh, so the name of the podcast is uh, from uh, wait, um, from Poland in Spanish, from Poland in Spanish, um, but the name is in Spanish. So it may, it um, it sounds desde Polonia en español, desde Polonia en español, and uh, you can find it in Spotify, in on iTunes, um, also on Facebook. 
Because on Facebook I am publishing news about Poland in Spanish. Um, like every day, like pretty much every day I post at least one thing, but mostly I post four, four or five um, articles and I explain what is happening in Poland. Sure. Uh, and I show, with this, I'm showing why it is so important for us Spanish speakers to understand what is happening in Poland and to be part also of, uh, to have an impact on yeah. society, understanding, to, to, to have arguments, to, to be part of discussions, uh, which is something I really enjoy, really enjoy sure, this. Exactly, <laughs> like, I think when you live in a country, you actually have to know what is going on that's yeah. like actually yeah. very important you yeah know? I, don't, I really don't want to hear people speaking how great the country is without knowing exactly. what happening <laughs> so for me because well, at the end we're doing propaganda if we really just not don't understand what is exactly. happening in the world and we say oh how cool the world is we don't know that we are being very political and we are from the wrong side if yeah. we are not aware yeah. or informed. And it's very cool that you're doing this in Spanish, like, I, I'm not judging the Spanishes, but yeah. when, I, when I've done my Erasmus here uh, in Szczecin, the north of Poland, mm -hmm. there were a lot of Spanish doing the Erasmus. So they were like, basically saying like, Poland is the best country in the world and stuff, like, but they just has experienced this Erasmus time. They don't know what is going on. Exactly. Yeah, they don't know what is going yeah. on in Poland and stuff. So when they back to Spain, they were like, oh, Poland, I want to live in Poland and stuff because it's <laughs> like the best country in the world. Like I was drinking all the time and stuff like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's very important. Not about Poland, but you know, <laughs> also I was living, I was living in Poland, in Portugal, it was the same. Like everybody in Brazil did the marketing about Portugal, like, oh, it's the best country in the world to live, is safe and stuff. But do you happen things there in Portugal? Well, you know, that's the thing. If if we are, if we really want to have a positive image of the country, then the government has to do its job. It doesn't have to. It cannot be uh, a free. Uh, it cannot be a low cost image. Like just to pretend and uh, like get advantage that people don't understand Polish. So if we want to speak really positive about a country, it's because the country is really uh, has something to talk about. I mean, I'm talking. I mean, it's like we are really we. The things that we believe are actually um, are real. Right? Yeah, are real. So it's actually, it's really the same. So that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> so guys, if you want to find Alexis' podcast, uh, it's desde Polonia en español. And it's everywhere, even in Mars, there are some astronauts, you know, <laughs> like American It's an Instagram. <laughs> oh, also the Instagram is also Desde Polonia in Espanol. Or only Desde Polonia in Instagram. This, I think it's Desde, Desde, Desde Polonia, Polonia only sure. on Instagram, Twitter, and also on. But uh, I recommend them to follow it on Facebook, sure. Spotify. Okay, so guys, don't forget to listen to our podcast too. Vocab Vibes, Language and Culture. And we are also on Spotify, we are all everywhere. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode with Alexis. And see you in the next one. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> vocab you, vocab me, vocab your life. Learn languages with flashcards. <laughs>